Some of us live humdrum lives, day in, day out, year in, year out, same old thing. And me, your humble voice guy, included. But your host of this show is anything but humdrum. This is Talk About a Thing. He's lived in Shanghai as a foreigner and experienced some odd things. He used to live in Sweden, and he likes to talk about web development, programming, working online, and freelancing. There's a lot to unpack, so let's do it. This is Talk About a Thing. And now your host, Perala Hummer. So, time for the next episode of my podcast. This is episode two, the first Actually, the first proper episode. Today is May 1st, 2023. I actually recorded this yesterday already, but uh, be honest, what I did yesterday sucked. I wrote a script about moving to Shanghai and uh, all of the challenges that came with that. But um, when, I, when I did it yesterday, it, it didn't have any like flow. It was just a lot of uh, 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 those type of things. So uh, today I try again without a script and uh, just uh, speak whatever comes to me. So let's see how it goes. Anyway, I I moved to China, I think it's now six or seven years ago. Obviously I've been back in Sweden several times since that time, but uh, I came here to Shanghai to uh, to run a business importing furniture to China, and uh, it was quite a challenge. Today I will not talk about uh, the business part so much, but uh, more about uh, more about living here and uh, what challenges you meet doing that. So the first step is uh, the language. For me. For me, the, the language definitely been the biggest challenge. I, I actually tried to study Chinese for a while, but uh, it's difficult to study study Chinese if you at the same time have to work full time to earn money. But uh, I tried and uh, I gave up. So my ability to speak Chinese is about, yeah, zero, but uh, I actually understand quite a lot. So. The daily life is quite okay. I understand what people say to me and what they want me to do. And uh, it's okay, but uh, it would have been nice to be able to speak Chinese, to be able to tell the taxi driver exactly, I want to go there and this is the way you drive there. I want to, or in the restaurant, I want to order this and I want that, but uh, I can't. But uh, I mean, if you are planning to move to China, my first advice is uh, prepare, study a little bit Chinese before you come. You don't need to be in a professional school or whatever. You can just download some app to learn the basics. I feel if you can understand a little bit what people tell you every day, then uh, it's already quite good. The second thing is uh, how crowded it is. I am from a small town in Sweden. And uh, Shanghai is uh, not a small town. Sometimes 
I feel like a little bit overwhelmed with the constant crowds of people everywhere. So usually I try to, if possible, I get on the metro when uh, no other people do it. So before the rush hour and after rush hour, it's a uh, nice to to avoid the worst times. <laughs> and uh, I also try to try to go go out walking every day in some of the parks nearby where I live. For me, it's important to get away from the noise for at least one hour or if possible, two hours every day. That helps, helps me survive here. Third thing is uh, food. You know, everybody talk about how great the Chinese food is and uh, it is nice, but uh, if you're used to something else, then it's not that nice. <laughs> but that's the good thing about Shanghai. Shanghai, you have everything. You have uh, obviously billions of Chinese restaurants, maybe not billions, but a lot. And uh, but you have Japanese, you have Western, you have everything. Yeah, I mean, you even have uh, the restaurant in IKEA. So uh, if feeling really homesick one day, you can go to IKEA and order some meatballs. It uh, happens more often than I would like to admit. But um, there is no problem to to have a a mixed menu for your lunches and dinners every day. But uh, it's also easy to get tired of the food here if you're not used to it. For me, when I'm back in Sweden, I, I would really like to avoid rice and noodles. But uh, nothing to complain about because it's just food. So for me, at least, as, as long as as long as I can find something to eat every day that uh, my stomach is happy about and I feel full, then uh, that's okay for me. But then, um, for some people, the food is more important. So, if you are one of those people who uh, think food is the meaning of life, basically, then uh, be ready when you come here that you maybe can't find your favorite dishes so easily. But maybe you will find something new. Who knows? For me, the, I like, a, I think it's a Japanese restaurant called the Sukiya or something like that. Very cheap rice dishes, quite good. And then there is an even cheaper one called the Lanjo Noodle. They have obviously noodles, but also some rice. Super cheap. And then the Western food, and there is Vagas and Blue Frog. Both quite good, but um, yeah, you get tired of it. I'm uh, the type of person who prefer to eat at home actually, because uh, you eat at home, then uh, then you know what you get, then you know how the food is prepared. Eating in restaurants every day, you really don't know what you're getting. And uh, some early mornings walking past restaurants, uh, I have seen the way they get the uh, materials delivered bags of meat, egg, vegetables, just lying on the ground outside the door in the morning. Not very nice, but uh, it's the way it is. So if you don't want to go to restaurants, then uh, you need to go to supermarkets and buy food and cook at home instead. In the beginning, when I moved to China, 
I always went to uh, Carrefour, or however it's pronounced, the, the French chain. Now it's bought by Sony, and uh, it's actually disappearing because uh, they haven't been able to adjust to the new society when people want to buy stuff online. But anyway, the first years, it was Carrefour on Bion Road, then uh, moved towards Waigashao Free Trade some more, then it was a local market, which I forgot the name about completely. The local market, uh, I, I didn't enjoy so much. I didn't enjoy Carrefour either. Supermarkets in China is uh, noisy and quite stressful, especially if you're used to Sweden, small town in Sweden. But it's still quite an experience. And uh, now, after a few years here, and uh, I became even lazier than before, I prefer to order delivery to get the uh, food from the supermarket delivered to my apartment instead. So now usually I order from Hema. I don't know if I pronounce it correct, but it's a, a supermarket with a big fat hippo. They have basically everything, so it's perfect. But uh, from time to time, I go to uh, the local market called Lienhua. It's uh, usually smaller supermarkets and uh, you can basically find them in any neighborhood in Shanghai and other Chinese cities, I guess, also. But uh, then uh, there is another one called Time Grocery. I think I've featured that one in uh, one of my earlier videos from the Green Court neighborhood in uh, Bion. Time Grocery, we usually go there every Saturday to buy some imported food and uh, some gluten-free different type of cake mixes. And so let's continue. The camera crashed, so I had to change to another camera. The GoPro, not so suitable for recording inside, but uh, anyway. I, where were we? We were talking about Time Grocery on Bean Road. That's a nice place to, to get some imported foods, but uh, quite expensive. And uh, yeah, but uh, if you miss your food from home, then go to Time Grocery and they, most likely they will have it. They even have, uh, again, the Swedish meatballs like IKEA, but uh, Time Grocery, they have, uh, I think the brand is Felix. It's quite good also. So maybe that's all we have to say about supermarkets and let's continue with the uh, healthcare. Hopefully when you come to China, you don't need the healthcare, but uh, the way life is most likely you will. Me, I have, uh, I have had some experience with the healthcare here, mostly for kidney stones. Then I prefer to go to uh, the international hospitals like uh, Parkway or United Family Hospital, mostly because I can't speak Chinese. And in the local hospitals, usually the doctor's English is uh, a little bit limited. But honestly, the care you get in the local hospital is just as good as you get in the international ones. Yes, the language is the problem. So in the past years, I also tried the local hospitals a few times. I remember one time when I came back from Thailand to China, then uh, I had some uh, problems with my foot. I, I got uh, cut by a piece of glass at the beach in Thailand. And then when back in China, then it started to hurt a lot. It got uh, infected, I guess. 
So then I went to one of the local hospitals and uh, it was very good. They took care of me extremely well. And I think I paid only like 15 RMB for everything. So very impressive. If you go to a local hospital, one thing that uh, might surprise you is the complete lack of privacy. Be prepared when you sit and talk to the doctor that there might be a few people standing just behind you in the doctor's office, listening to everything you two are talking about. But uh, unless you're very shy, that's no big deal. So what's more to say healthcare? Yes, that's what we're talking, what we're talking about now. Dentists, that's another issue. In Sweden, we have extremely good dental care. In China, I have had some issues finding a good dentist. I went to international hospitals also for dental care. Parkway, they have good choices of dentists, but uh, not the same as in Sweden. In Sweden, it's a little bit easier. What more to talk about? Yeah, school. If you have kids, be prepared for the school tuition. Your kids, they can't go to a Chinese school because they are not Chinese citizens. So international schools, that's your only option. And they have, yeah, the tuition fees. They are big. Be prepared. I feel that there is a, a common problem in China that uh, Western companies, they will hesitate to send people here to work if they have kids because then they need to pay the tuition fees and they are quite high. So unless you are a high management, very important for the company, I doubt that you will find a job with a company who is willing to pay your kids tuition fees. I have uh, several friends who stayed in China and when the kids were got older and they like to junior high school, senior high school, then the company told them, sorry, we can't continue. We don't extend your contract in China. And uh, basically it was because the tuition fees were too high to keep paying. So that's a big one. Transportation. In my daily vlogs, I often do them on the metro because the metro in Shanghai is uh, yeah, there is no better way to get around the city. Basically, the metro the maximum cost is like five per metro trip, which is quite cheap considering the distance you can take. And the metro in Shanghai has developed a lot the past years with a lot of new lines. So basically, wherever you want to go in Shanghai, there is a metro line to take you there. For me, I usually take line six and line 10 because I live in the Waigachai area. And uh, line six is one of the older lines, I guess. And line 10 is one of the newer. Line six still have drivers who drive the trains. Line 10 is uh, completely automatic. So there is just one person sitting there in the front of the train, looking out the window, doing nothing while the computer is driving. Quite cool, actually. If you don't want to take the metro, the bus network is also quite good. The problem with bus net buses is uh, that they stop everywhere. And if you can't read Chinese, it's quite difficult to know when is your stop, which station will you get off? Because uh, in the metro, the station names are both in English and Chinese. So then it's no problem. But on the buses, it's usually just Chinese. So that's a bit of a challenge.
I I usually take one bus, but then I know, like uh, after now <laughs> several years, I know exactly how many stops and when it's time to get off. And obviously, I also recognize the areas, so it's okay now. But in the beginning, it's very tough to take the bus when you can't read the language. So I recommend you to use the metro and nothing else. Obviously, there are taxis and uh, Didi. Didi is like Uber. But also, you need the language really to feel feel safe that you're actually going in the right direction to get on the Didi, because you you need to enter the address in Chinese, which is quite difficult. But uh, try it. It's uh, I think you can access it in Alipay now. So if you have Alipay when you get there, then try it. Sometimes I use it, and so far I didn't get didn't get completely lost at least so it's good then uh, the last thing i want to talk about in today's episode is uh, how to how to stay like happy and motivated in a new environment going to china it's an adventure obviously but it's also really a challenge all of the different topics i mentioned before yeah that's part of the challenge another challenge is uh, you can feel quite lonely, you know. So it's important, uh, no matter what country you move to, but uh, maybe even more if you move to a country like China or Japan, where the culture is so different from Europe or the US, it's important that you you find uh, some friends or some people to socialize with at least. So uh, if you if you come here, try to join different activities. Or if you have a nice job and good colleagues, then step by step, you will get to know them and try to hang out with them after work also, because you can get quite lonely in a new country and a new culture. So make sure that your free time is full of interesting activities. Me, honestly, my free time is not so full of interesting activities, but I also have two kids. so. They keep me quite busy, but when they're in school and I have some time time on my own, then I usually try to play pool or sometimes even play tennis. There is a nice place nearby where you can uh, play tennis with uh, yeah basically anyone who want to play, you can sign up on a on a piece of paper on the board and then the the tennis club will pair you up with someone which I enjoy quite a lot, actually. So maybe that's all for today's episode of Talk About The Thing, the podcast. I have some problems with my equipment. The first camera ran out of space. That's why now I'm using the GoPro. And the, the microphone, the quality is a little bit, nah, it can be better. But uh, step by step, everything is improving. So. Remember to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're listening on Spotify or some other podcast platform, also subscribe. Make sure to stay stay informed so you get the notification when the next episode is coming out. I will try to, to make it frequent now, at least one time per week. So thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. You've been listening to Talk About a Thing. Parala has lived an interesting life. 
From life as a foreigner in Shanghai to social media and technology in China, web development, programming, working online, freelancing, he covers a lot. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on all the social media networks at Parallel Hummer. See you next time on Talk About a Thing.